When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let me just do this. All right. Hello. hello. Right. So uh, this is a little different. This is probably hit your subscription subscri- <laughs> subscription feeds, and you're probably like, "Oh, what the fuck is happening?" Um, firstly, uh, if if you're a new listener and you haven't been subscribing to the Thanks for Trying podcast from a whole year ago when the last episode dropped, um. Then hello, my name is Corin Lyle Duyeb, and um, I release music as the lots. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, you know what I blame I blame my uh, lack of being able to talk on uh, just eating what can only be described as a foot long stick of reconstituted beef uh, that comes in a. a, a Little individual packets of four, but then they're tied together into like a four pack of four, if that makes sense. It's like a beef stick, you know. America loves that shit, and uh, I just ate. I just ate it all. I don't actually know how much beef is in there, but there's definitely stick in there. It's definitely a stick. Um, there's many, many different things that that probably assholes. I'll be honest with you. It's probably pig assholes, raccoon. Arseholes. Um What's the cheapest cheapest animal? Mice, mice. Arsehole. Probably cockroach. Arsehole. Which are the smallest, smallest arseholes around. So I hear. So basically, I've just had a beef stick, and that's that's taken me out of myself. Uh, I am here in America, Los Angeles, to be specific. And I thought, you know what? I haven't done one in a very long time. I haven't done a podcast. I haven't uh, done done anything in terms of podcaster in a long time. And I've been listening to to, to so many wonderful uh, essay podcasts. People talking, people doing freeform discussions. And um, I've really been enjoying it for the old mental health shit. It's been helping me, helping me process things and listening to people talk as I walk along. And uh, especially Blind Boys podcast, which is just incredible if you haven't listened to it. And uh, it just inspired me to maybe do, um, maybe just start doing some solo ones to talk to you, which is totally fine. Feel free to um, delete this if you have no interest in hearing me talk to you, at you, uh, telling you a story as such. A ramble, if you will. Uh, It's more of a ramble, maybe. It's definitely a ramble. It's definitely a ramble. Um, so here I am in Los Angeles trying to vigorously unplug the charger so I can see my notes on my laptop. Um, I'm in East Hollywood, which is, if you haven't been here before, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. It is quite a ridiculous place, um, Los Angeles. I mean, the, the whole Western world is hopefully crumbling in a Caesar-style fashion. A Caesarian? <laughs> That's something different. 
style fashion. So, you know, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to be here. It's it's lovely. It's sunny every single day. It's consistently sunny. Um, and it's the land of dreams, which is great. Somewhere that I've been wanting to be for a very, very long time. So I'm very grateful to be here and have moved here temporarily, permanently. Who knows? And uh, being here has, has got me thinking about a lot of different things. I think daily it's got me thinking about a lot of different things. Um, as I make my way through the city, through through driving in the city, through through walking, uh, meeting incredible people, which I've been lucky enough to meet. Um, it's got me thinking about a lot of things. So this is, this is a, a short thing that I wrote um, the other day. <laughs> that kind of... It kind of goes down many different avenues, literally, literally, figuratively. And let's hope that beef stick doesn't continue to fuck up my, uh, my diction. I like to call this one solo rambles on international bus travels and opulence. Enjoy. I get the bus everywhere. All right. I've gone on the bus in London my whole life. When you grow up in Finsbury Park, you do not need to drive anywhere in London really you don't need to drive uh, you get the Victoria line and then the Piccadilly line and in the 90s the mid 90s to be specific you just try and get to the station without having to tell the guy jacking everybody else that you rap so he doesn't jack you or do you know his cousin so he's got to allow it I got a bus to school every single day not the wanky TV show yellow school buses in America I got a W3 or the W7 and I uh, had to negotiate where to sit, like top floor, bottom floor, whatever. You know, to see who were my mates and who wanted to stab me. I got the W5 to the first Mickey D's in the area. It was in Archway and then to the one in Green Lanes. I was born and raised a vegetarian for 27 years, my first 27 years. So I couldn't eat anything in those barbarian times. It was all cooked in beef fat. The fries, everything, everything was cooked in beet fat. So when my, you know, so when I'd go to kids' birthday parties, I couldn't eat anything. I just had to eat a bun with a slice of cheese in it. That was very, very depressing. Come to think of it, I wonder how that has shaped me growing up. Probably quite a lot. Still fucking delicious, I'll tell you that. It was the place to chat shit with your mates. And when I was 15, I wanted to go to raves in London Bridge. So I'd get the 29 all the way to Central and to Trafalgar Square and then another two buses to get down to the Arches. I'd make my way to the Funk and Soul at nights on my ones and, you know, get a little vodka soda, vodka tonic. 15 years old, man. I would not let my 15-year-old do that. That's safer now as well, but, you know. They got Ubers. We did not have Ubers. Look, buses gave me space and purpose. All right, I was moving, I was seeing things, and I was with people. Wherever I went in the world, I got a fucking bus. Colombia, I snuck off in Medellin in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't know if I say Medellin right, some people say Medellin. In the middle of the night, to avoid a bunch of far-right Israelis who, who my new travel buddies who I loved had just linked up with at a hostel, and bruv, they were long. There was a lot of arguments, there was a lot of things. I just, I, you know what? I was in Colombia, I just didn't have the time or the energy to argue with them. So I went down to the station, 1am vibes, God, uh, they were guarded with AK-47s at every entrance. And I got a bus to Cali, where they invented salsa, not the food, the dancing. Cali's the best place in Colombia, I love it. 
2012, I got a 28-hour bus across Cambodia. It was before I used to take Valium. Used to. <laughs> before I took Valium. So I was pissed. I had to, to just sit there. There was no internet. I didn't have Wi-Fi on my phone. I didn't have 3G. What did I do? Just stared. Just stared. 28 hours. Once in 2010, on a bus in Kyoto in Japan, I saw a grown businessman wank himself off to a bunch of schoolgirls in full uniform and no one said shit. Nothing. I had to get off the bus because my girlfriend at the time was concerned I was about to knock that fucking cunt out. It's weird conformity shit. No one said anything, you know. No one did anything. I saw the same thing happen two more times while I was there. In India, me and my uh, ex, a different ex, rushed in a race against time to find a bus in the suburbs of Delhi just to get two different tuk-tuks to find a bus stop which was basically in someone's front garden with no sign. Bless those tuk-tuk lads, man. They got us there, they got us there. Me and my ex sat together sharing one headphone each and held hands looking at a beautiful, vast, changing landscape of India. Listen to the demos of my 2017 album, This Is Where It Gets Good, which, if you haven't heard, you should listen to that. It's very cinematic. I've gotten buses after breakups, and I've sat there uh, at the top, at the very front, you know, to see where it makes you feel like you're driving a bus. So no one can see me cry. Oh, that's so dramatic. I've sat right at the back when I've been powered that someone's trying to get me. I've sat in the middle when... Yeah, I ain't got a care in the world. That one time when I sat in the middle, it got me in trouble too. And I was living in Manor House, probably like 2010, 2011. I got one of those big double-decker buses. I think it was a replacement, because usually the 29's a short motherfucker, or was a short motherfucker with a bendy bus, you know, you could go on for free, and this was a double-decker. I went right to the top. It was mostly empty, and uh, I did like one or two stops. And this very large guy came on. I felt the energy as he ambled down the aisle in the bus and sat directly behind me. He took both of his... (laughs) He took both big sweaty hands. Big sweaty hands. I mean, we all have sweaty hands. And he, he lowered them and clamped them over my ears very, very slowly brother what do you even do in that scenario I'm not turning around and arguing with him he's fucking huge bless him he's liked my ears I slowly put my hands onto his removed the cupping from over my earlobes well over my entire ears calmly stood up slowly I could feel him watching me and walked like 10 10 stops too early I could hear another cupping victim get got as I walked off I've got memories on the bus mate never wanted to drive no interest maybe because my dad was too aggressive driving growing up it was always a space of arguments and shouting I associated with that Buses were the space that I needed to write songs, to text people back that I've been ignoring and always, 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 always looking over the River Thames when I crossed it. Trust me, 
that feeling on the bus looking out the window and seeing that view that view it is perfect doesn't matter which bridge when you're looking at Tower Bridge or looking at fucking Parliament filled with those Tory cunts or the London Eye or, or whatever bridge Hammersmith Bridge it's peace like for that one, one for that one moment for that matter of time that beef stick just got me there you know that was a beautiful beautiful moment and the, the beef stick really uh, really affected the delivery so needless to say, when I touched down in my new home of Los Angeles, your boy was going to take the bus. And let me tell you, mate, people here are fucking snobs about it. You can't even fathom how snobby they are. I met a girl on a Tinder date quite early on when I got here. And I texted her to say that I was on my way on the bus. She replied with bus? Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. I got there and, and amongst a whole, uh, a whole another stack of hilarious things, which will be a story for another day. She said, I told my friends that you were getting the bus and they told me not to come. Big, big vibes. Granted, okay, I've seen some shit on the buses here already. Like, I was heading downtown the other week and some, some lovely cunt was fucking playing some forgotten West Coast classics really loud out of a Bluetooth speaker. I mean, shit. It was so good that I took my headphones out. My guy was playing that that Easy E Dr. Dre diss record from from whenever it was. It was so good. One eight seven. I'm you know the EP. It's fucking crazy. Banger after banger. I was saying yes, bruv, Let's go. What's next? Some exhibit. Some King T East Siders. So many, so many fucking classics. And then up ahead by like six seats, a homeless woman stands up, pulls down her trousers, and delicately. Releases a firm stream of urine all over our seat. Everywhere. And you know what? That wasn't even the emotionally distressing bit. It was the fact that when she was all done, she pulled up her trousers, laid in it. I've never looked at LA buses the same. <laughs> the seats. Anyway, I still get them, but I just don't sit in that particular seat. I'm, I'm sure they've washed it or burnt the entire bus. Mind you, my mum always says, don't sit on the old people's seats in London because the old ladies would just piss themselves and keep it moving. Or like, moving slowly. But my mum also told me never get tattoos because that's how the police can identify you. So I still ain't got any tattoos. My point is, this city of Los Angeles is capitalism in the most stark and brutal way possible. London is poverty and destruction and Tory cunts continuing to find ways to penetrate you. But this place is stark and filled with so much PR to tell you that it's all okay. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. There is something profoundly odd about walking out of the balmy LA air pavement scattered with the sunburnt corpses of roaches and the melted husks of some weird mysterious berry cunted all everywhere all over the floor from a tree and then doors opening to the air-conditioned whitewashed heaven of Erwan. Knowing I was moving to LA my good friend Awate knew about Erwan. <laughs> Erwan and always made jokes about meeting me there if, if he arrives which I'm still hoping he does please come. I don't know if it was in an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm or some shit, bruv. Uh, I hadn't actually been in before. I, I had some time to kill. 
and, and wanted some some aisle tourism. Wanted to glide around and see how the other half live. And let me tell you something. This essay was not supposed to be about buses. I just happened to have written uh, most of this while doing a four-hour DJ set. Locking horns with a manager in an inevitable battle in order to get given some free fries. At this point of writing, I'm currently losing. This essay was about opulence. It was not about buses. And that word hits me in my brain and fucking bounces back and forth in my skull every single day in the city. And nowhere more does it bounce than when I was floating down these luxurious aisles of the juxtaposed bleached fear and stretched smiles laden with $20 tuna and gluten-free bread that I can only imagine will get thrown out because there can't be that many cunts like me to eat gluten-free bread and bro, it was $20. And I looked out the window and I see a dusty Mad Max looking human pushing a shopping cart and I walked past maybe 20 20 tents as I got to this place, just on this block. I've seen poverty in person a lot, abject poverty, the world over war zones and refugee camps, but here you will meet millionaires and then you will see someone covered head to toe in dirt and they simply do not even interact with each other like it's a a different dimension, you know, it's cognitive dissonance. I went to a DJ set in MacArthur Park and and I saw a kid literally skipping along with an ice cream and then joyfully without thinking or noticing, skipping over the legs of a collapsed homeless person. Disturbing, dystopian poetry in motion. At this point of writing the notes for this, I still have no fries, but it has dawned on me while playing the classic LL Cool J song, Doing It, that he is quite probably into kink. The guy has a whole bar about Conventional (laughs) Beef stick Beef stick Conventional methods of making love kind of bore me Bore me Um, Hey man, good for you Good for you Good for you I mean, if you're into pegging, do it Just land on your own moon Be happy, my friend I just never noticed it before Good for you, man And it's better than the bar I was thinking about you Staring at my own eyes in the rear view yeah, I mean, look, sure. Stare at your own eyes. Do it. Land on your own moon, my friend. The other lyric that gets me a lot... <laughs> I think about this a lot. Me, me and my buddy Doc uh, have a long list of great rap lyrics that make you question life itself. Um, if you have more at home, please send them in. The other one that gets me is in Ride or Die Bitch, where Eve says she has a, a nose ring in her tongue. Um... Which is just a great observation. Well done, you. Anyway, Erewhon, I, I say it wrong every time, so I have to do it in an American accent. I'm in Erewhon. Erewhon. And I got $20, $20 gluten-free bread, mate. And I'm I'm used to the Whole Foods in Stoke Newington. All right, Stokey, bro. It's not, I mean, it used to be very working class. It's, it's, it's not anymore. If you're from London, it's Williamsburg. No, if you're not from London. If you're from New York specifically, it's Williamsburg. Um, it's very, very ritzy and posh, all right? I spent lockdown in that area. Um, Whole Foods was the treat upon treats. To get a little, little truffle-flavoured crisps, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not spending any money because I'm fucking locked down. 
Let me spend four quid on on some these these de- 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 those truffle crisps. They're fucking delicious, mate. Yeah, delicious. When I got Corona for the first time, it um deleted deleted the ability for my mind to recognise truffle and instead interpreted that taste as mud. Still to this day. When I'm telling you Erwan makes Stokey look like Wembley Market circa nineteen ninety five, bruv, I'm telling you, they may as well be selling Machiavelli bootleg CDs and Bommy Hill figure shirts. Erwan is the next level spot shit. The crux, the absolute crux was the moment I walked upon a seven layer vegan gluten free bar. Now let me preface that rant by saying or epilogue that rant. Who knows? Maybe I'm in the middle of it. By saying that I'm intolerant to gluten and dairy, at my psoriasis fucks me up big time if I have the whiff, a whiff of yeast or a, or a whiff of gluten or dairy. So, so mostly I'm, I'm vegan or I cook vegan because to be honest, vegan is the only responsible lifestyle any of us should be having with the impending climate emergency All right, that keeps me up at night. So I was drawn to the little snacks fridge section, but this seven layer bar somehow epitomized the opulence that had addled my brain since I'd got here. Seven dollars. How much did it cost to produce? How much did it cost to produce? How many people are buying it and how many of these seven dollar bars? Seven layers for seven dollars of some kind of nuts and berries squished together. How... How much profit is that making in this area, which have clearly been gentrified? And what the hell can we do about it? I think about it all the time. Do I give up? Do we give up? Do we set fire to the institutions of capitalism? Do we spend $7 and eat a delicious bar? I don't really have the answers. When I left that girl on that date at that bar in Koreatown, after she told me that she wasn't going to come because I'd taken a bus. And then after that, she told me that I'm not like anyone else she'd ever met. And then she started aggressively making out with me. We walked out of the bar and she got in her Uber. And then she asked me if my Uber was coming. As I closed the door of her cab, like the gentleman that I am, I said... Nah, mate, I'm getting the bus. <laughs> I just punched the mic. I just punched the mic in a hilarious uh, victory, I think. How long was this? I don't even know how long this was. Let's have a look. Let's have a look, guys. That was 25 minutes. All right, I just spoke for 25 minutes. So it's a little, a little, little tiny taster of something. Uh, I hope it's made your day uh, better. I hope it's given you something to think about. I hope it may maybe made you laugh slightly. Uh, maybe it's made you want to get a beef stick, which was so contradictory to what I just said about vegan life being the best. Um, you know, we're all just human at the end of the day. Uh, and if you want to put a big beefy stick in your mouth once in a blue moon, and that, and it completely ruined your ability to have any kind of cognitive um, motion. Motion. Can you hear? I'm just. <laughs> can you hear? I'm just play, playing chords on a keyboard that's not plugged in. So, 
yeah, and if you've enjoyed this, just just say hello. Come and message me, and uh, uh, I'll do some more. Uh, there's plenty of things I want to discuss. If you have anything I want, you want me to discuss, let me know. And if not, then at some point soon, I'm sure I will be having nice drunken conversations with people in Los Angeles. It's bound to happen. Um, I've put some feelers out with some lovely people. So uh, it's just when I can be bothered, mate. I'm writing an album. From one very sunny place to another wherever you are in the world. Be very nice to you. Make sure you take a minute today to eat something delicious. To try and get a good night's sleep. Uh, It's Tuesday. So, you know, you don't need to be out tonight. You don't even need to be dating. Dating is a big old waste of time. Just eat something really nice. Meditate. Message three mates that you haven't spoken to in a while. And just say, hey, mate. How's it going? Are you okay? Now I'm playing with a whole punch, so that means I should go. Big love to you. I've been Corin, and you've been you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.